Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. During quarantine, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. It didn't take long for us to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most are the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us on the very first credit score spinoff, Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. Yeah, well, you, you make me chipperoo, you, chip, chipperoo, you. Uh, uh. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? I was trying to do a uh, little hollow notes there, but I think I really mm-hmm. underestimated the time between one of the lyrics and the music yeah, that plays in between. Yeah, it was a very... <laughs> Snap my sequence. brain was like trying to catch on to it I was like, in my head it sounded great i just want to say that it i heard the music and everything out here too okay oh chip chipperoo everyone we are here biscuits here we're ready for some that reminds me bob's of burgers and credits a bob's burger that i want recipe i want to try it's we're here and we're gruyere we're here we're gruyere we're not going anywhere yes was okay that right? no i don't Think once again, you've made something that should be short, very long. I love to uh, drag out conversations as much as possible. That's you, you, Skylar. Skylar drags can't drag me out of social gatherings. I am a. I, all I do is talk to everyone. The longer the conversations, the better. Can I ask a sincere question? Yeah, I hate speaking with people. Okay, so when we have like social interactions, like we'll talk to biscuits groomer or like. You know, we we meet someone when we're walking Biscuit. Our, all of our social interactions uh, revolve around Biscuit. <laughs> well, I mean, they do. Like, our life, the our, only our, thing. Our life revolves around Biscuit. Um, Max's word count. Versus I mean, yours? I mean, Max's word count really tops out at maybe about seven words yeah. for a, a five-minute conversation. Yeah. yeah. What I'm, would you do without me? My word count is like Twitter sized and yours is like <laughs> twitter size before the character limit expanded yeah, right yeah exactly i was just very proud of myself for making that joke because i i am not on twitter i don't <laughs> want to be on twitter but i felt like i got to be part of the world for a little bit you're so lucky to not be on twitter thank you yeah i'm on twitter if anyone wants to follow me on there he's really funny you guys. oh hello at oh hello it's max oh, hi. um or we have a twitter too bob's credits Good memes. Max creates all the memes. Something to hang my hat on. <laughs> Put it on my resume, please. All right. Shall we take a, a sharp turn? Yeah. You ready to play Bob Pun or Max Pun? Yes. You look like you're ready to like 
go into like the episode itself. Well, it's my week for fun facts, so I'm like, Ugh. you're excited. <laughs> you're excited. You're ready to go or nervous? No, I'm nervous. I'm like, what are all these words on my notes? Okay, your first pun is "You kill my father, prepare to fry burger." You. Yeah. I Come know. on. We went through this last week because you said Bob won't use fry, but I'm going to no, find one where he says fry. It has nothing to do with that. Is it because we just watched The Princess Bride? Yeah. Okay. And you literally just used the same pun last week. I'm sorry. I just wanted to... Uh, the fry was in my head. You just wanted to do that voice. You knew I would get that right. Hello. Oh, that was awful. That was awful. I, was, I don't know Ooh. what that was. Okay. Your next pun is... I'm going to sing this one. I love singing puns, burger puns. Mm-hmm. Avocado, don't you want me, baby? That was a rough start. Avocado, don't. It's hard to do. Uh, Bob. It's to... Bob. Yes. It's like, you know, that Just little, like, little slant. Not great. Yeah. Uh, or a stretch. Okay. Your next pun is the Leonardo da Kimchi burger. Bob. Max. Ooh, I feel like Bob. Okay, I just looked up the recipe for hollandaise, so I was right last week that it is butter and egg. Okay. Okay. Um, Great. For all those people who have been <laughs> hanging on since last week, desperately waiting for that uh, hollandaise fact, you got it. See what happens if you hang around on Bob's credits. You, you, we, we make it worth it. Um, where were we? <laughs> uh, I think we're going on the next pun. Your last pun is the tamarind beneath my wings burger. Bob. Max. Very good. Thank you. I knew that would throw you off, because why would Max use tamarind? I don't even know what that is. Are we ready to get into this episode? Those are very good. Thank you very much. I can't take all the credit. Bob had one of them. Um, Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Can we have the title and synopsis to season three, episode 16, please, Skylar? I didn't write the... (laughs) We're off to a great start. (laughs) I didn't write the title, um, but I'm... 100% 100% sure it's Topsy. Yes. Okay. So, the episode title is Topsy. The synopsis is, when a substitute teacher, Mr. Dinkler, forces Louise to do her science fair project on Thomas Edison, she decides to reveal a dark secret about the inventor. He electrocuted an elephant named Topsy to death. Louise lands on producing a reenactment for the fair, and Jean, of course, writes the music, turning it into a musical love story. Sparks fly in his song Electric Love and, my favorite, Autopsy, the Autopsy song. Meanwhile, Linda and Bob compete over who has the best invention, Spice Ups or Spice Rack. This episode came out on March 10th, 2013, and was written by Lauren Bouchard and Nora Smith, directed by Tyree Dillahaye. I'm just going to go for it right now, Max. Who had the better invention? Um, Pun-wise or as far as uh, being able to use? I, I asked the question, who has the better invention? I think it's Spice Rack 100%. as far as access goes. Because, like, it's great that... It's I horrible. Mean, the, it's he's got horrible. them on his arm. I guess it's kind of convenient to like reach over with the opposite arm and grab a spice. But if you need a spice that's on your, uh, I don't know, it's on the back. Yeah. uh, The ones that are around his bicep, it's just, I don't think it's super convenient. And the rack is at least like right in front of you. Linda. But uh, then you can't really see what you can put ladles on top. You're right. Okay. On top. Okay. I think you're just creating more work. And with both of them, I don't like, Uh, I agree, but you know, I think spice ups is a better pun than spice rack. 
Well, but you have to like you like you have to have every category, like the pun, the functionality. You know, that's the question. All of those things you have to. Yeah, should we do a poll on on Twitter this week? mm -hmm. Okay, if you're listening to this on Twitter, yeah, (laughs) Skylar would be the first one to vote. There, (laughs) not allowed to participate, (laughs) but my vote is for Spice Rack. So this is based on an event that actually happened. There was actual like electrocution of an elephant um, that Thomas Edison. I don't know too much about it, but I know there's like actual like footage, like old timey footage of Thomas Thomas Edison and. Nicholas Tesla were both involved in it. I figured it was real because oh. I, I feel like you don't like make this up. And I feel like history is so full. Like we just like gloss paint. over the bad stuff. Exactly. Or like don't even talk about the bad stuff. So yeah. I, I figured it was real. That mm. that was the sense I got when I watched the episode. What about you? Yeah. So uh, Louise is actually doing good work here. We should be talking about these things. We should not be um, just only pointing out the good things about history that we need to I I don't want to go on a tangent here, but I also like you're just like taught to never question teachers, and I think like students should question textbooks and teachers. So honestly, good, good job, work, Louise. Louise. We're proud of you. I love it. Yeah. All right, the episode topsy. How did you feel about it, Max? Mm, I feel like I'm saying this a lot lately. Well, last week I loved well, the we episode. We had two great episodes in a row. Yeah, actually three. Mm-hmm. I don't like this one that much. I think the fandom will come for you. I They love this one? It's not that they love it. I was reading an AV review, mm-hmm. um, which made some good points um, that I'll bring up in a moment. But they gave it a B, like a solid B. Okay. And all the comments were like, the song Electric Love makes this episode in A. And I agree. The song is phenomenal, but I don't think one aspect makes a spectacular episode. And I think by saying that an episode is an A, it takes away from the episodes that are truly brilliant gems. I agree. I have to, so I've, <laughs> that's how I feel about our scoring for credit sequences, too. Like, the ones that are tens or, like, up there, they really, you know, if you... Give something uh, everything a, a ten. Yeah, it's it's not going to be as spectacular, a special. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. So I don't want to upset anyone. I completely agree that Electric Love is phenomenal. I think all the music is really good in this episode, um, but it wasn't one of my favorites, and I think it's okay to say that. Yeah, and I also want to point out because this will come back in a segment later um, that you didn't ask me what I thought of these end credits. You asked me what I thought about the episode. Well, that's true. Two different things, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I like to get into the world of the episode before we go. Credits. No, totally. That's yeah. I'm just saying. It's two different be stories. Di- yeah, it's going to be different. My feelings are different for. Well, that's the end why credits. we have I, the friend. The franchise it, are yeah, the credits that's better what I'm than the episode. That's why I was teasing that segment that's coming up. I love you. I love you. Oh. I think we have electric love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. They get, AV Club gave it a solid B. Your score for the episode? Yeah, I'd give it a B. Like okay. it's not it's not like a bad episode. It's just not my favorite. And there's like again, Electric Love is great. The music is great. Anytime Gene has gets to create music is mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like a Louise revenge plot. I don't know, it's not really revenge, yes, but like totally. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was mentioned in this review, which I think is really smart, is 
that, first of all, they're trying for a little bit of a different structure here. So normally we obviously have like an A story and the B story. Sometimes we love the B story more than the A story. But the A story here is really the episode. And Spice Seps is the B story, but it's really like a runner, if even that. It's like very small. So the ratio of the episode they they spend a lot of time with the A story, which feels a little off to me. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, and another point that they mentioned in this review is that school is not a place for schoolwork in this world. Like it's hijinks and, and fun stuff like that. So th- this is the first time we really see them doing a school project or something. So I thought that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. You look bored, not interested. I, I'm not bored. I'm not bored. I was just thinking about all the stuff we were... Um talking about last week's episode mm-hmm. two and we mentioned that andy and ollie were great in last week's episode and yeah. they were great in this one too what i'm saying is that they're getting really good at like peppering in these uh that's a little side. spice rack joke um <laughs> these side characters really well to make like funny jokes now that we know their yeah. personalities and the characters are i love like, that gail out. is in this episode yeah and a uh, gail fish odor team up seems great like and it they, is yeah do you want a few little fun facts? Uh, I was hoping you would ask that. I would love some fun facts about this episode, Skylar. How did you know? That's what I was waiting for. Because <laughs> that's the structure of this podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. So um, this is Lauren Bouchard's first writing credit since he wrote Burger Wars. Yeah. Okay. I remember, so I remember us mentioning that when we did that episode. I wonder why this one. Was this his episode idea? Why? Yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, um, I feel like if you're the showrunner, is he the showrunner or just the creator? Um, I think he was the showrunner at this point. I don't okay. know how long he stays the showrunner for I the series, like, or if he's yeah. I feel like to take on an episode, you would have to just like really love it and mm-hmm. want to do it, right? All right. So at the science fair, you know, we have a bunch of science fair projects. Would you like to hear what some of them were titled? Oh, absolutely. Besides right. Andy and Ollie's, what is it? How many are on top? And they're like just pulling out Andy or or Ollie's hair. I forgot who's getting their hair pulled out. How many are on top? That's what they said it was because they were counting how many hairs. They're pulling out hairs one by one and counting them. But what does that mean? How many on top? How many hairs are on top of your head? Something like oh, that. Yeah. oh, okay. I, w- I was hoping for maybe like a hair pun from you. Oh, um, in the hair tonight. <laughs> I can feel Andy pulling on my head mm. tonight. Mm-mm. Hold mm. on. Okay, let's get into some of these. So we have Pluto. You almost had it all. Oh, <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> Erosion. Dust in the wind. Oh, love it. Human urine. Number one fertilizer. What is the boiling point of beef stew? That sounds like some a project you would do. Oh no. <laughs> I just love a good stew. Um, global warming. Is it hot in here or is it just earth? Love it. And one that ties into the episode. Here's my idea, colon. The light bulb. Whose do you think that is? I don't know. Who is that? Remember the kid Jeremy that sits to the left of Louise is like, but I'm doing Thomas Edison. Oh. And and anyway, okay, so those are some of those. And then my favorite fact 
is, do you know who voices the substitute teacher? Yes, you do, because I told you last night. You called it. We, yeah, we, so we were watching this episode together, and you said, that sounds like... That sounds like Colin Robinson from What We Do in the Shadows. What Nobody's going to get the accent I just did. <laughs> well, if they watch What We Do in the Shadows, which everyone, you should be watching that show. It is the funniest show on TV. Honestly, if we did Besides another Bob's podcast, Burgers. it would be about What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that was you as Nadia, the vampire from yes. What We Do in the Shadows. Colin Robinson is the energy vampire. Um, his name is Mark Proksh or Proksh. It's P-R-O-K-S-C-H. And Sorry that we're butchering your name. We're just going to call you Colin Robinson. Yeah. Um, I hope you don't mind. I don't and think he will. You'd probably recognize him from like later seasons of The, the Office. Office. He's he my pops hero. Up in a lot of things. Yeah. He is my hero. For those who don't know his career path, would you quickly tell us? Because I think it's it's an important life. Well, lesson. I think he went viral first of all from pretending to be like a yo-yo expert and getting like um different like news networks and like and night like, shows and like yeah like daytime shows to like have him on as this yo-yo expert and then he'd always like mess up and like not like be he, that good like he literally is not good at yo-yoing yeah it's so, so he, funny if you can find those clips on youtube they're so funny i'll actually add yeah, some to our notes and stuff because he's it, they're so funny to watch and so many of these like networks like had him on Without like doing their due diligence to find out like if yes. is he really a yo-yo expert? Is he really like where, can we see some videos of you doing your yo-yo work? So let's rewind for just a second. So he pitched himself to networks knowing that he had no skill, and I find that to be genius. And he wasn't an actor, you guys. This isn't like some Hollywood kid like doing this. He just did it. Then he lands on The Office, which gets him noticed by Allison Jones Casting, which then gets him cast in um, What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. Well, he was also on Better Call Saul, the first season or two. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the lesson is don't take anything too seriously in life because what a beautiful journey. I love that. And he's so funny. And. In in what we, I'm sorry for going on about this show, but we love it so much. Um, in what we do, shadows. He's kind of like the straight man around this these crazy like vampire, vampire characters. And if you like, the more you watch it, the funnier he is. Like the more you rewatch that show, the funnier everything he does is. He's yep. he's just great. Um. So he voices Mr. Dinkler, the substitute teacher. That was a long journey to take to talk about him, but we love him. I feel like that was worth it. I do, too. I do, too. And if, do, you, look, if we've convinced one person who hasn't watched What We Do in the Shadows yet to watch What We Do in the Shadows, it's all been worth it. I agree. All right, so I think we should move on to the credits soon. But as I could tell from every Reddit thread and comment section, Electric Love is definitely a fan favorite, which is the song that Gene um, writes for Louise's production. And... Interestingly enough, I have found an official cover version of the song um, by professional musicians. Oh, interesting. So tell me if you recognize these musicians, because I certainly didn't, which is not a surprise after last week's episode. Okay. Um, Stefan Merritt. I don't know who that is. Kenny Melman. No clue who that is. Okay, so these two professional musicians got together and did um an electric love cover as part of the bob's busker series in partner with vulture magazine 
I, I don't know. You're just like throwing words at me. I don't even know what's going <laughs> That's on. That's how I felt, okay. felt when I read this. But okay. they they did an official Bob's Burgers kind of spinoff series for Vulture Magazine. Would you like to hear the official cover? Sure. Oh, so there's like actual art. They'll say, Thomas Edison, he's the man to get us into this century. And that man is me. I'm gonna skip to the electric love part. Electric love. Electric love. Electric love. Okay, so this is like they actually animated. The character, these guys, these artists like Bob's characters. They're dressed up as Thomas Edison and, and, and Topsy. Yeah, I think that's fun, and I hope people will go check out our notes and watch it because it's it's fun. It's got the whole the fam's kids. There. Yeah, the kids are in there eating some popcorn, watching. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It. All right. Are we ready to get into the credits? Yes. Okay. So we're going to play the last few minutes as last few moments as usual. And it's really just like Miss LeBond's is there. I just feel like she's still not quite full on Louise. She's getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's announcing who won the science fair. And I think she's saying like that one of the spice things won, but it's not clear which which one. And Bo- and Linda and Bob are fighting over it before it goes into the end credits. And the blue ribbon goes to 
Okay, so we're now in the end credits. And has your world been shaken up? My world has been shaken up. First of all, that Mrs. LeBond's, like I said, she doesn't sound quite, she's not quite there. Also, her dress is the wrong color. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the show ends there, we cut to the end credits, and we are not in the kitchen at all. We have completely abandoned the generic credit sequence. And we're in black and white. What yeah. do we see? We see Thomas Edison and Topsy the Elephant in black and white singing together. The actual Thomas Edison and, and Topsy. Right. So not like people playing those characters. Wow. Wow. And we start to hear the chorus to Electric Love with Mr. Fish Odor and um, Gail. Gail singing it. I love it. So I love Gail's voice particularly. Megan Mullally and Kevin Klein. So this isn't the first time we've gone outside of the kitchen. Um, our Goonies episode, they went outside Right. It started in the kitchen, though. But it started in the kitchen. Is this the first one that doesn't start in the kitchen? I was hoping you were going to look that info up. Oh, okay. (laughs) I did not look that up, and I do not remember. I believe it is. No, it's not. Really? Because the one I can think of off the top of my head, the the Earsy Rider one, they're not in the kitchen. Okay, so should we watch more of this and play more of Electric Love? Um, like I said, we've got special guest voice, which is, I guess, Kevin Klein gets as Mr. Fish Odor because he's a, you mm-hmm. know, well-known, famous actor. He gets that credit. Electric love. Electric love. So Thomas Edison and Topsy are still singing together. And then there's a big, there's a big, like, electrocution noise and a heart forms around them a neon heart so mm-hmm. the scene is in black and white but the heart is in neon pink mm-hmm. i should mention as they're singing the elephant is dancing which is the go-to dance move for most bob characters are just like bending and straightening their knees yeah now it looks kinda... like a very loving relationship between edison and topsy which plays more to jeans um love story musical than what actually happened in history yeah very dark i also want to point out because i just saw his name in the credits as we're watching this that billy eichner from billy on the street does the voice for mr ambrose the ambrose the librarian i don't oh, think this is his first this is not his first appearance right? oh no, no yeah he's he's great every time he pops up in this one of my favorite characters yeah, of bobs yeah he's very rude he says he likes a lot. To stir he, shit up. Yeah, he likes to whisper stuff to people to like really get them. Eventually, he'll be. Um, he does this this thing, this knowledge thing again when he helps um, Tina learn about witches and magic. And yeah, I think that's casting. maybe next Halloween. Next season, we'll get into Halloween, but I'm not sure. So now we've seen the electric heart. And we've kind of started to pan up, and we're in the sky. It's we're seeing like the clouds. An Instagram scroll where like a new image is coming in. Okay, so let's pause it. There. It's such a lovely song. I don't want to like speak over, over it. it. That's yeah. why I always feel when there's this good song in the credits. So tell me what we saw there, Skylar, as it was panning up to the sky. We see Topsy and Edison on a cloud, like floating up and around them in color. We have Jean. And Louise and Tina as little angel cherubs um, with little bow and arrows and those little diaper things, which is funny because in our Valentine's Day episode this year, uh, 
Gene is dressed exactly like this. As Cupid, yeah. Yeah. And he's wearing Bob's shirt as his diaper. Yep. Are they diapers that cherubs wear? Is that what that is? Or is it just or underwear to cover them? I'm sorry. That's gross that I said diapers. But they are. Like, they're little babies, <laughs> right? I never thought about that. Our, our chur- okay. <laughs> Wait, this is this is a tangent we have to go on because I need an answer to this because I don't know enough. I think they're just covering cloths. Are they like like adults that look like children, or are they actual children? Because if they're actually like babies, then maybe they need the diapers and like they're like pooping all the time when they're flying around. I feel like if they're capable of ushering in true love, they're capable of wiping themselves. But doesn't Jean call it a diaper in the episode? Yeah. I think they're diapers. So it's it's Jean's fault that I said that. Okay. I think they're they're coverings. They're just to cover their genitals. <laughs> I guess so. Because we don't want to see little kid genitals. Max. <laughs> this uh, this is an important conversation. Okay, so they're not diapers, but they're so like, are, but they they have Tina little they have little shirtless? kid genitals because they're like they're little kid sized, but they're like adults. They're not like acting like little kids. Like they're not walking around like I, have to be I, honest, I, I, I don't know, know that I don't have to like poop in my pants. I don't know if they're children or adults. Do you want me to just look it up? No, I like not knowing. I I like the lot the, the I like the not knowingness of cherubs. Okay, are, what are they called? Cherubs? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, I don't know. want this information. Should we put biscuit in a little uh, cupid outfit at some point? Oh, a winged celestial being. Yeah, but what are they? Like children beings or well, adult I'm beings? I'm looking it up. Okay. Jesus. I already know that they're winged and celestial. How about this? Wait, I'm the winged Google... lion with a human head. Okay, what are you? where are you? You've gone down the rabbit <laughs> hole. Are, I'm Googling right now. Are cherubs kids? They're small, plump, winged boys. I got it. They're winged boys. <laughs> they are boys. So they're, they're kids. Yeah, boys as a child. Cupid is part of a classical mythology, and he's more typically an adolescent rather than a baby, though both images are possible. So are they, are they children or not? It's all over the place. They can go either way. And, or are they adolescents? That now we're in the middle. Now they or can are be- Or they boys? Okay. I just want to know if they're pooping in those <laughs> underwear or not. That's all I want to know. Are they taking those off before they poop, or are they pooping in them? I feel like if they're going on journeys on their own and they're like protecting the Garden of Eden and they're like this ninth ranking. That they're able to take that, those off when they that, have to go. That they're or do able they even have to go? They're celestial beings. Maybe they don't have to go. So it's ding, strictly ding, to ding. cover up their genitals. Yes. They're, they're, that's, I'm going to go with that. Okay. So, but we have two females now because okay. Tina and Louise are there. Now we can't even get into this. This I just gonna, wanted to gonna, see. I just is... want to see if they're covering their tops or okay, not. We're gonna go back. If they're and like see. copper tone babies. Gene is shirtless. No, everyone's shirtless. Everyone's shirtless, but the arm placement is um, holding their bow and arrow is like perfectly covering nipples so of some this sort. This is not a free the nipple campaign, but it is risque to have Louise and uh, Tina shirtless. You know what? If Jean gets to be shirtless and yeah, pantless... I don't think it should be risque. I'm just saying it is risque. <laughs> you are a truth teller. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of Bob's Burgers for just being like, fuck it. They should be shirtless too. They're supposed to be angels. What's the what's the big deal? Men can be shirtless all the now, time. Now, did they have this conversation when they were creating? I like to think that they did, okay. especially the part about, do, are they pooping in the necklace or not? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> should we get through the rest of these credits? Yeah. Okay, so... I assume we were in heaven now because there was the electrocution and now Topsy and Edison are both dead, uh-huh. which they both are. 
correct. And now they're floating into the sky, and we see someone else in the background on a cloud. Biscuit's leaving. He's so over this. Yeah. Biscuit's like, you're going to put me in a Cupid outfit? I'm out of here. <laughs> he also knows it's lunchtime. As do I. Very yeah. much so. So who's standing on the cloud in the background, Skylar, as these credits Tesla. finish up? Tesla. <laughs> Nicholas Tesla. <laughs> I said that as we were watching it, and you're like, what? I who? didn't know who he was. <laughs> who? I wasn't. I didn't know. Tesla, like the car company's named after. We've had this conversation. Okay. It still doesn't change the fact that I didn't know who this was and I wasn't taught this in school. Okay, let's go. So, have they reconciled in heaven? I guess so. Because Why didn't Edison, Edison go to hell for that? Good question. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is his rewritten version of history. It's it's time to talk about these end credits, our highlights and the let's, but should I read the lyrics to Electric Love? Oh my gosh, of course. Okay. So we've got just the chorus in these credits, but overall there's like a whole sequence. So it starts as Mr. Fishoder, and he's singing, they say Thomas Edison, he's the man to get us into this century, and that man is me. Gail says, they say autopsy at my autopsy and no one could be more shocked than no one could be more shocked than me i love i love the wordplay in all these let me interrupt you i thought the autopsy was a completely different song so that scene where they're singing autopsy it is the beginning of electric yeah, love okay yeah. i messed that up in the beginning but you guys can forgive me then mr fisher says but i never noticed the curve of her trunk and Gail says, and I never noticed his electric junk. <laughs> oh, my God. And they sing together. This is the chorus. We might just have found electric love times three. They don't say times three. You say you're saying electric love three times. Um, electric love. And then in the background, like the what the kids are singing when they fly by in this chorus is, first he wanted to kill her off. Now they found an electric love. Electric love. First he wanted to kill her off. Now they found an electric love. Fits like a glove. So everything I just said is incorrect. This is not someone's perspective. This is this is Jean's rewriting of uh, Louise's history project. Exactly. Science project. Exactly. So highlights, lowlights for these credits? I don't love when they move out of the restaurant, but when those cherubs just appear, it really, it got me giggling. Yeah. And the song is so phenomenal. And... Don't the kids come in at one point? Can we listen to that? It's like, da 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 Yeah, I think they're singing that part that I was just talking about. The first you want to kill her off, now they found an electric love, that part. Do you want me to play a little bit yeah, of that? Yeah, because I don't think they can come in in the ap- actual episode. Electric love. Oh, they're, they're singing. Yeah, it's really hard to hear them, like that, that part of the song, because the electric love part's so big. But yeah, their, their mouths are moving as that. That's fabulous. That, yeah, the kids are singing the song. They're a choir of cherubs, which feels very appropriate. I think that's my highlight. I'll just go there. Yeah, I think my, my highlight is their appearance and the song, too. The song is so good. I'm, I meant I, my highlight is their appearin- appearance, but that they're singing, because yeah. I love that part of the music. Which, before we score, should we go into the segment that we teased? Sure. Are these end credits better than the episode themselves? Than the episode itself? I say yes. Because the best part of the episode is the song to me. And any parts of the episode that I love revolve around the song. I'm going to go, yes. Like I said, I didn't dig the episode that much, but I, I really enjoy this end credit sequence. I love For the, being out of the kitchen. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I love the contrast of the black and white with the color. Do you have any lowlights? My lowlights are just that like, I like when it's, I've said this before, like I like that when they mess with the general sequence and don't kind of like veer yeah. out of the kitchen. I prefer that. So there, but. there's one season when they do all, almost all outside of the kitchen. I'm not yeah. sure. We'll get there. And I, I really didn't like it. Yeah, we it, miss the kitchen a lot. So I think to go outside of the kitchen, you need a reason to go big and bolder. And this is a great reason. It's yeah. like a production and it's a musical. So I think it really works. So should we score them? We score on a scale of one to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. You're going to go first. I am going to give these a solid 7 point five h's i'll go eight because i the last time i gave a 5.5 was nude beach and these are so much more elevated yeah you're right so i'm gonna give it an eight all right okay should we go get some lunch we should get some lunch thank you everyone for listening um please support us on patreon.com patreon.com because let me tell you yeah. Working out that cherub stuff was a lot of work. It's true. And we'd appreciate uh, emotional support. Emotional labor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Uh, follow us on social. Bob's Credits. Anything else, Skylar? I'm just going to say stay saucy. Stay shocky. Okay. Stay shock, shock. Shocky. I love it. Okay. Electric Let's go put on our, uh, our baby diapers. What? Look like the cherubs. Nobody, nobody needed that image. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.